Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. I appreciate you taking the time to check out the KIB pod, whether you're doing so on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast as we're now three full weeks into the season. The Ice Bears have played six games. They've played a handful of different teams. They've got one road game coming up this Friday as they head to Birmingham. A lot to break down from a two-game weekend at the Civic Coliseum from this pra- from this past weekend, as well as bring you all up to speed on what's happening with the team coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, before that, want to get to a couple of hockey announcements. Number one, congratulations are in order to former Ice Bears coach and 2022 SPHL Coach of the Year, Jeff Carr. Of course, for those of you who remember, Jeff left Knoxville after this past season to take an assistant coaching job with the Norfolk Admirals and the ECHL, the AA affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Rod Taylor was announced over the weekend that Rod Taylor was leaving his position as head coach of the Norfolk Admirals. They then promoted Jeff Carr to the head coaching role effective immediately. So uh, congratulations to Carzy. He's going to be moving on up to becoming an ECHL head coach for the first time in his career. Um, His assistant stint with Norfolk was his second assistant coaching job in the ECHL. He was with the Utah Grizzlies before coming to Knoxville. And very happy for Jeff. It's well-earned. Had a phenomenal year in Knoxville last year. Norfolk got off to a bit of a tough start. So... It's going to be Jeff now trying to work on getting things turned around over in Norfolk and wishing him absolutely nothing but the best as he gets ready for that uh, next transition in the stage of his career. But it's a big milestone for him as he becomes an ECHL head coach for the first time. And then a little bit of a, a sadder note here, the SPHL and really hockey fans everywhere are mourning the loss of a former Ice Bear and Longtime SPHL player Dan Buccelli, who passed away on Sunday after battling leukemia. He was only 39 years old. He played for Knoxville during the 2010-2011 season and had the opportunity to uh, play a lot of hockey in the SPHL, primarily with Pensacola. He helped lead the Ice Flyers to their first President's Cup championship um, in back in uh, 2012 and help them defeat Huntsville in in that uh, President's Cup final. So just really hate to see any sort of news like this. So uh, wishing all the best to his wife, Tiffany, his sons, Caleb and Lucas, and the rest of Dan's family and loved ones, um, and, and wishing that the family be able to have peace during this time. So absolutely hate to see that for, for Dan. Um, and I'm sure that there are SPHL fans all over the league that are mourning Dan's passing uh, from... Sunday over the weekend. As we move forward, Knoxville split a pair of home games over the weekend, defeated Macon 3-2 on Friday, lost to Roanoke 3-1 on Saturday. Knoxville 
little bit of an issue with puck possession, it seemed like at times, and kind of heard questions around the front office. Hey, is the ice look okay? But ultimately, I don't think you're going to hear Brent Clark blaming the loss on ice conditions or anything like that. I thought both Macon and Roanoke had a pretty aggressive game plan against Knoxville, and Macon scored the first goal in the second period on Friday night and then took the lead again after Knoxville tied the game, and the Ice Bears were able to rally. Justin McDonald got the game-winning goal on the power play early in the third period, and the Ice Bears hung on for a 3-2 win. On Saturday, Knoxville got the early lead. Andrew Ballant, really nice wrist shot from the left side to beat Brody Clays and give the Ice Bears an early 1-0 lead, and then Dylan Radin scored off a, a weird bounce right in front of the Knoxville net and then took advantage of a power play in the second period, and then you had Travis Broman hitting a one-timer from the left circle later on in the game. So uh, Knoxville just unable to get the breaks, didn't register a ton of shots on goal, and it, it kind of makes it hard to win games when you you don't generate that sort of offense. And so there are going to be adjustments made. It's still very early in the season, but Knoxville 4-2 and two on the year, tied for the second-best win percentage in the SPHL. Uh, Quad Cities in first with a 5-2 and two win. Knoxville with a game in hand over the Storm. And then you have Evansville sitting in second place with nine points, but the Thunderbolts have played more games than anybody in the ECHL with eight. So teams will catch up, and it'll obviously all play out. We still have a ton of hockey left to be played, and so it's a 56-game season. Knoxville will play its seventh game of the year coming up this Friday at Birmingham, which means after this weekend, Knoxville will officially be an eighth of the way through its regular season schedule. And so that road trip to Birmingham is going to be pretty interesting. Of course, Knoxville just played Birmingham last Saturday where Birmingham got off 61 shots on goal. They had two five-on-threes. They had eight power plays total. Christian Stead made 60 saves. Knoxville made some really timely goals. Andrew Ballant had a hat trick, and Knoxville was able to get out of there with a win. I thought it was going to be a much more emotional game, especially for Birmingham when you have Stefan Brucato, Stefan Timofeyev playing against their former team for the first time. Instead, kind of just stole the show and really de-escalated. Or, yeah, just, just really kind of took the wind out of the sails for Birmingham and kind of took the crowd out of it at times too with just how solid and net he was. So for Knoxville, I think it's, really going to be about staying the course and trying to limit opportunities for Birmingham this weekend and then staying out of the box as well. And that was something that Brent Clark highlighted. What's the key to not giving up 60 shots in a game? Well, you got to stay out of the penalty box. And there are a couple of adjustments that need to be made defensively. And Knoxville's been trying to make those moves. They brought in Sasha Wall from Fayetteville by claiming in Moff waivers. And then over the weekend, they traded defenseman Chris Jones for blue liner Drayson Pierce with the marksman. So, a couple of new defensemen in the last 48 hours coming to Knoxville. Waugh, of course, played in Saturday night's game uh, against Roanoke and Piers. His status will kind of be determined as the week goes on as to who's going to get the start, who's going to be scratched, but Knoxville trying to work out what its lineup's going to look like for the game this upcoming Friday. Of course, that game is going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock local time if you're planning on making the trip down to Birmingham. If you can't make the trip, the game will be broadcast at Union Place Bar and Grill on Chambliss Avenue for the road game watch party. So encouraging everyone to take the time to head on over to Union Place. You'll love the food there. They've got that 160-inch video wall. So make it out to Union Place Bar and Grill. It's our first non-Saturday road game of the year. And the reason I point that out is because 
Obviously, in Knoxville, Tennessee football has been kind of a big deal on Saturdays, and it still will be moving forward despite that loss to Georgia this past weekend. But ten, uh, Knoxville finally having a road game on a Friday gives fans an opportunity to be able to go check out the Ice Bears at Union Place Bar and Grill without having a conflict with Tennessee football. So really hope to hear about a large viewing party up at Union Place Bar and Grill. I, of course, will not be there. I will be with the team heading down to Birmingham to call the game on 105.1 WKCE, the flagship station of the Knoxville Ice Bears. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun this Friday, especially after what happened between these two teams just a couple weekends ago. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be hotly contested as it was. I'm, I'm sure both teams have a a long enough memory to remember what happened not too long ago and and not a ton of roster changes for each side either. So should be a lot of fun, and we'll, we'll see how both teams look for that upcoming game. Now, Birmingham will play Thursday night at home against Fayetteville, so the Bulls will already have had a game under the their belt this week before they take on Knoxville, and then Quad City takes on Vermilion County on Thursday as well. The Bobcats have already gotten one against the Storm this year, so uh, we'll see what plays out on Thursday before we get to the games on Friday, and then Knoxville will not play again until next Thursday night at home against Peoria, so it's the reigning regular season champs against the reigning President's Cup champs as they'll play two games next Thursday and Friday. Thursday is Chili's Ranch Night. That is a tribute to the show Yellowstone, the season premiere for Yellowstone coming up on Sunday. So just a few days after the premiere, we have Chili's Ranch Night. There's going to be bouncy horse races. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is a new intermission activity that we're trying out, so be sure to come on out for that. Uh, we bought a bunch of bouncy, bouncy horses to be able to make this happen. Uh, the staff has apparently been testing them out to make sure they work and probably killing time during their lunch break. But it, it's been a lot of fun working with this staff. And so, as you can imagine, we have a lot of fun coming up with these promotions. And then Friday, November 18th, is the Dino Races, the annual event that we've done for a few years now. We've got dinosaur costumes for sale, too. So if you don't have a dinosaur costume and you want to race... We sell them at the team store. They include batteries. They come in youth sizes, adult sizes. So be sure to check that out. You can buy them on our website, KnoxvilleIceBears.com, or buy them at the Civic Coliseum uh, Monday through Friday from 10 to 4. And, of course, on game days, the, the official team store does not open until one hour before puck drop. Also, as many of you are probably aware, Disney on Ice is in town this weekend which means the team store is going to have varying hours. And just as a, we would probably recommend for the next week or so, do your shopping online at the team store and call in advance to check in before making your way down to the Coliseum. Just because of everything going on with Disney on ice, sometimes that can shift the store hours around. So please be mindful of that as you do your ice bear shopping. We've got holiday merch coming in. We still have, a lot of holiday items that are already in stock, so you can shop for that as well as we get ready for the holiday season. And then Alzheimer's Awareness, the uh, Alzheimer's Association, is partnering with the Knoxville Ice Bears to bring back the Paint the Ice promotion. So we are really excited for this. The Alzheimer's Association is partnering with the Knoxville Ice Bears to put together a package that you can buy on our website, and we've been putting it out on our social media platforms. You buy a ticket package where $100 of the proceeds goes to the Alzheimer's Association. It includes one ticket for Friday night's game on November 25th, and then a ticket to Saturday's game on November 26th. So Friday the 25th is Friends Night, the 26th is the Teddy Bear Toss, and then after that game on Friday night, you'll get to go out onto the ice and paint a message on the ice 
for someone in your life who's been affected by Alzheimer's and, and have the opportunity to go out there with purple paint for the ice. And then on the following night, you'll get to see the ice in action. So the players will play on that painted ice and it'll be really fun. We've done it before. It was a huge hit when we did it a few years ago. So again, check out our website, knoxvilleicebears.com. Paint the ice. You can also find that information on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that'll present you an opportunity to be able to catch two games that weekend right after Thanksgiving and paint the ice after the game on Friday and then see it on Saturday. So Knoxville 4-2 on the season, looking good so far. Got the weekend split. Going to try to take care of business when going down to Birmingham on Friday. We certainly hope to see everybody at Union Place Bar and Grill for the road game watch party Friday night. Again, puck drop is at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And then next Thursday and Friday, a pair of home games as Knoxville gets ready to welcome Peoria. Puck drop is at 7.35 for both of those games. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. We will have more for you next week after Knoxville's game against Birmingham and then a huge weekend the following week as Knoxville gets ready for its first 3-3. Three and three. They'll also play at Macon after those two games against Peoria. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast.